You're listening to The Bariatric Grind, a podcast dedicated to breaking the weight loss surgery stigma by sharing our first-hand gastric bypass and sleeve experiences. I'm Lyanne. And I'm Emma. Join us as we share our deepest, darkest, funniest moments, talk to other fascinating humans, and adventure into the big, wide, beautiful world of coffee. All right. Episode two. It's been a week. Um, Today, I'm so excited to hear your story. It's been a week since we released our um, pilot episode, episode yes. zero, and um, episode one, which was my story, yep. and we have been inundated with support, yep. overwhelmed actually. 100%. I think we, we, we were talking the next morning, so we, we recorded on the Wednesday, um, editing took place Wednesday evening, yep. and Thursday morning uh, it went live. Actually, I think... It was a bit of an accident know. there. Um, yeah, so obviously this is our first time doing a podcast, so I'm getting to know how podcast hosting works. Yeah. So essentially what you do is you upload your podcast to a host site and then that pushes it out to all the different apps. So I didn't know that. Before this, I thought like you had to put it on things individually and you were literally loading it onto the site. But no, no, it goes on a hosting site. And it asked me, like, do you want to publish these now? And I was like, oh, it says there's a potentially a three-week wait for Spotify, which is typically the first one that allows, you know, content to get published on. So I was like, I was actually really gutted because I was like, I don't want to wait three weeks to share yeah. this, but it's all good. I'll just press publish and then, we'll, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. And then, yeah, within five minutes, there was an email to say we were live. <laughs> yeah, I was, and I was still driving home from Whangarei. It must have been like 8.30, I don't yeah. know, sometime at night time. Yeah. Um, and I lived two and a half hours away from where we yes. were recording. <laughs> and I was in traffic and I was getting angry. And then I just got this phone call like, hey, so we're live. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think we were always going to release on the Thursday. But yeah. we went live Thursday morning yeah. um, without, without, you know, um, Instagram stuff like that. We were like, it's yeah. live now. Go go and have a listen, um, if if you want. And just since then, like it's um, what's Thursday today? It is. It's been seven days, and we have just been overwhelmed with support. I remember Thursday, all day we were just like, oh my god, we're on Spotify. We're yeah. on. We're on. We're on all these um, you know, these platforms, and we were just the adrenaline high. Oh. The rush was crazy. So. I, I haven't I don't look used today, but the day before when I looked, we were up to like five hundred and thirty plays. Wow. Okay, so my mum asked me today, like and I was like, Oh like two hundred and fifty or like yeah, three hundred no, five hundred and thirty yeah. plays across both Unreal. episodes. It's just um Unreal. Yeah. I've and been, we're so thankful. We're, we oh. are, because, I mean, we're doing it to help people and we're doing it, but we're doing it for ourselves as well. And it's, it, but it's so cool that some people are listening and getting something from it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I'm pretty sure that probably like a hundred of those are us. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie. I, do, I like, I, I'm used to listening to the sound of my voice because I do a lot of um, recording at work, like voice. Yeah. I'm, I am actually at my work. If you call on the phone system, I am the voice. Um, and I do a lot of voice over for videos and stuff like that coming from the learning and development space. Yeah. Um, but, and also I do sing. So like I'm used to listening to myself. So We're I ended all up. all learning yeah, something yeah, today. I love yeah. this. I listened to us like two or three times. I'm not going to lie. I was like, <laughs> I definitely am some of those plays. I got my husband to listen to it. Um, yeah. And he actually sat through the whole thing in the first wow. place. So I was like, okay, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> he was crazy. like, and he was asking me questions and it was awesome because all the questions he would ask me, 
uh, about your story, I was like, wait for it, because I knew you'd answered it, and which I thought was great because I thought if other people are asking these same questions, then, then we're giving them what yeah. they want to know, yeah. right? Yeah, so no, that was that was totally awesome. But, oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's been it's just been unreal. So yes. we've just actually just smashed a half a packet <laughs> of Jaffa things. <laughs> I love that for yeah. us. You walked in and I was like, yes. Yeah. Yep. I was like, I need some sugar. I need a lift. <laughs> yeah. You're, I mean, but yeah. just to set the scene, if we're, if we're not going to, again, if we're not going to post the video, you've got a herbal tea, I've mm-hmm. got a Coke, no sugar, um, and half a bag of biscuits. Yes. So yes. <laughs> that's our Isn't current setup. She's a bit late in the day today for coffee. Um, Currently, I literally have one box yeah. program. I'm like, that's why I'm so like, just do oh, this. I'm like at the point of like, I need something. So sugar it is. Yeah. Um, but like, well, how's your week been? It's Pretty been hectic. a week. It's been it's been a big week. Um, had a bit of a um a health scare with Ellie. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent some time in, in hospital. Um, she's on um like a path to recovery, mm. and it's it's a head injury, so it's it's you know it's not going to happen overnight, but. Um, it could have been a lot worse, oh. a lot, lot mm. worse. So um, we're just, oh man, we're just so thankful mm. for the outcome that was. Um, and I mean, she's here, she's playing with the kids. Yeah. She, I think it, it, the hardest thing for her is slowing down. You know? Yeah. Learning yeah. that, um, yeah, just being. It's hard at ten and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. But um, she's awesome. She's a trooper. She's um, she's phenomenal. So it's been a week. But um, other than that. What about you? Um, I had a good one actually. On the weekend, I went away with a group of women for work. Um, well, with, from work, and we went up to Pai here for the weekend, which I haven't stayed up there for a long time, and I just forgot how beautiful it is. Yeah, it is nice. Um, but one of the things that we did was we went shopping, and I actually was just like floored because I was trying on clothes. I'm still looking for a dress for this wedding I'm going to in a couple of weeks. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, and I actually was like fitting all the size. 14 clothes and it was just freaking, surreal yeah it was mind-blowing because yeah. I'm still at the point of like oh, I mean I'll try it but it won't like in my head I'm like it's not gonna fit yeah like it's just not it's not gonna fit so you still have that like big girl mentality yeah yeah I went through that mm, and you just think yeah I'll buy you know like even when you order online I still think looking at clothes order online I'm like oh well it probably won't fit when it comes and like I you got a max, max haul. haul yeah max haul <laughs> so I spent like $274 on all these clothes from Max. I got 13 things. Um, just throwing some buy. stats out there that's about $21 a piece. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, I even added the complete tally up when it arrived because they all had their tags on them. It was like 1500 bucks for $274. So I felt good about that. Um, and pretty much everything I got, I could fit. There's one thing I got that was a size 12 that I knew I wouldn't fit, but I loved the dress and it was the only size it was in. And I was like, you know what? Who knows? Maybe one day. Yeah. Uh, but, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, coming. <laughs> I was stoked that I could fit stuff. So it's just really weird mm. being able to actually, like, you know, a goal forever for me, focusing not on the weight and scales, has always been being able to go into shops and, yes. and try stuff on and buy stuff. And I still feel a bit of apprehension like will I will I be able to the first step was like even being able to go into rebel sports and buy active wear from wow. somewhere like that yeah. you know um and then I went handy yeah I got heaps of shit and then I was like <laughs> and then I went through this phase of like oh it's actually real embarrassing wearing branded stuff with like adidas huge everywhere I was like 
I don't want to do this. I don't want to look like a bit of a brand whore. Um, <laughs> and so now I've gone reverted back to like, what's got the tiniest logo on it? Because yeah. I just, I feel real conscious. You know, once upon a time, I would have maybe only had like one thing I could wear with a whole outfit that might be branded. Whereas now there's a chance it could be everything. And, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, a oh, bit conscious good. of that. But yeah, no. So I had a really good weekend. Um, That's so cool. And it is yeah. really cool. like just to quickly just touch on that, and I know we've got an episode mm. sort of coming up. Like the whole, the whole big girl mentality or big person mentality. Yeah, like it's so normal. And I know I've posted about it a number of times on Instagram, where I've just gone into a store, and, and I'm past that now. Like it's mm. been a year, um, but we're only going back maybe four, four and a half months ago, and it was mm. still quite a real thing for me. Like I'd go into a shop and I'd make a beeline for the baggy clothes. A beeline for um, black, yeah, because black is skimming, is, is, is slimming, yeah. And then I'd make a beeline for um, the size sixteen or the size eighteen yeah. or size fourteen. At the time, I remember being a size twelve. Yeah, you know, um, and yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like you know, I did an order. Uh, there was a big sale going on, and Glassons don't normally have sales, mm. but I thought a oh, good opportunity to get basics, t-shirts and stuff like that. Well, I'm wearing one right now, like yeah. just basics online. And I bought a size small and anything that was small, medium, large, and a size 10 and everything else. Like denim, denim and size 10. And yeah. it came and I was like, oh, I remember holding up going, oh, this isn't going to fit. And this is only going back six, eight weeks ago. Yeah. And I held it up and I was like, oh, this isn't going to fit. But it is what it is because maybe one day I will. Yeah. And I put it straight on. They're now too big for me. Oh, wow. You know, I now need a size 8. For, yeah. for, when we get into summer and, and, and short wearing season yeah. every day, uh, I'll be getting a size 8. And it's wow. just, it just blows my mind, you know. But yeah. It's week, crazy. Yeah. And the weekend I went to uh, Waiheke Island as, yeah. as part of a celebration for the week that was. Um, yeah. I got a job promotion yeah, awesome. last week, which I've accepted and signed now. We couldn't talk about it on the podcast yeah. last time. <laughs> I don't even know if I had been been offered no you just had some carrots dangled at that point that's right (laughs) that's right and then um yeah and then i in obviously one year uh, post yeah and we had released that podcast so i went over to waiheke island to have a bit of day drinking yeah yeah yeah. it was amazing stunning weather and i wore this size 10 boutique um jumpsuit that i've never worn before it's the first time i ever wore it um and it was just it was just crazy. Again, it's a bit baggy and a bit big, but I was like, I'm going I'm to wear it. And it's such a good feeling knowing, um, yeah, it's, it's an on-scale victory. Basically, all this hard work, everything that we've gone through today, yeah, you know, and we can feel comfortable in our clothes. We can go into the mainstream shops and just, oh. I need a shirt. And you don't have to try everything yeah. on. You're like, cool, that's my size. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. win. It's definitely, yeah, definitely a whole episode on its own, but yeah. For sure. The mental side, like we hear about it all the time. It takes so much for our mind to catch up to our body. And yeah. even when you know, like, yeah, I'll fit that. Um, you're, you're, it's almost like you're just waiting to not be able to fit it. Yeah. Because for so long, it was trying to find clothes that fit and trying to squeeze into stuff. And I've mentioned it before. I think there's a scale of like zero to ten. Five is where you can actually truly fit something. Zero is where it's just way too big and that's it. It's, you know, gone skis. And ten is where you push it to the max limits <laughs> of the, the stretch. And like, you can wear it, but that's not particularly like, you know, you know, you're not yeah, going to be sure. doing the splits. You're not going to be and no like, squatting. Yeah, don't even sit down. Oh, so you know what we tend to do when we put on weight is we stretch our clothes out to that ten, and we think I'm all good. I'm all good because like I still fit my clothes. It's fine, but in actual fact, like 
If you're wearing, if you're stretching your clothes to a ten, you should have gone up a size. And if you're, if your clothes are baggy and you're at that zero point, then you need to go down a size. But yeah. you, yeah, you don't, you don't get that opportunity when you're st- when you're at the highest size range, like within yeah. a store. And you know, if you are a twenty four and they only go to a twenty two, you're gonna squeeze into that twenty two. You wear it at the ten point. So there's like, <laughs> there's just a, I kind of think about it all the time when I'm trying my clothes on now at the point of, of, um, you know, there was a couple of things that fit me in a 14 and I was like, oh, this is just random. This is like a, you know, oh, fluke. Yeah, I mean, and, forget, yeah. yeah, like, oh my this God, I, be I can't believe 14. it. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. You tell yourself that. And then, and I was like, okay, so 14 at the moment is the, is that 10 mark for me. Um, but then it's like, oh, but then that other thing fit and then another thing fit and that yeah. other thing fit. And it's like, fuck, I think this could, I could actually be the size. Yeah. But then, then again, I went and brought some jean shorts and this just goes to show the disparity of mm. sizes and stuff. I brought some jean shorts from the same place I was trying the size 14 dresses on and I got the XL and wow, that was yeah. what they were, you know, that was, and which probably would have been maybe the 16. But yeah, XL was the same yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, for a lot of years I was squeezing into the XL and I was not a 16. Yeah. Like I can't remember the last time I would have been a 16. Um, but yeah. Oh, anyway. Well awesome. Good weeks then. Yes, good weeks, good weeks. Felt like this could be an episode on its own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Mini series. what are we up to here? We're, it's a good 15 minutes and all right, I'll try and make it quick. Well, but yeah. you know, we're here today to talk about your story and I am excited to hear it. Um, I mean, we, we've touched on different things throughout, um, you know, our friendship yep. and our time and, and you're really vocal on um, Instagram, you know, we get a really good view of what's happening with you day to day, which is awesome. But it'd be nice just to hear this constant story of yeah. Lion's story. From start to finish. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about this after we recorded your story. Like, I was amping. I was like, I cannot, I cannot wait to record my story. And all week I've been, like, really excited about today. And I, I actually ended up having this huge day at work, like, you know, um, and it was quite mentally draining, so that's hence the biscuits and just trying to like get into it. Try and justify it. We ate them. No, we wanted them. also wanted biscuits. <laughs> like no, um, yeah. So I'll just start right back at the beginning, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, um, I had intended to write some notes, so I didn't get too far off the beaten track. But no, here we are. This is Roll my typical style. <laughs> I like to wing things, and this is one of them. So I, um, in terms of putting on weight. I, I was always a bigger kid. Like sure. um, looking back, I wasn't big like I thought I was. I was I was just like I'm I'm half New Zealand European, half Samoan. I you know we we bred to be big, <laughs> and that is an excuse to some extent at sometimes. But in actual fact, like we literally are made bigger a lot of the time. So um, I hit puberty really early. So sure. I think I got my period when I was nine. I was wow. like one of the first kids in the class. I was always the tallest at primary school. Um, and it wasn't until everybody else started kind of reaching puberty around that 12, 13 age at high school that I finally started getting overtook by the boys. Like I was always one of the tallest. And there's just things kind of, in our house growing up, weight wasn't really a, a thing that we talked about. I know some people grow up, you know, and their mum is, you know, doing Weight Watchers or that, that for our age range, that was a real big thing. Weight Watchers was huge. Um, stuff like that. Well, I never had like dieting modelled to me. That wasn't something that I grew up seeing. I did get told to get on the scales every now and again and that kind wow. of thing. But it was just a, like, oh, how much do you weigh now? I can't remember any of my weights as a kid. 
So that wasn't something that I ever thought about. Um, but yeah, I the first time I can really remember, and I know I would have um, probably paid a bit of attention, but there's this thing that I've found after I've have, had kids where um, my memory has been overwritten by other stuff. Yeah, and I sure. com- have complete blanks of things that have happened in the past. Like yeah. yesterday we went for a walk and like, I was like, we've been here before. I thought I was taking him to this new place. I've been there in the last few months for a walk. Didn't register. Apparently I've been there before. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, we came here. We drove down here. And I was um, 100% no memory of going to this place. So that's an example of memory wipe. Yeah. Uh, yep. Which I kind of think of it as uh, the memory in a hard drive on a computer being overridden by other stuff. And then it's just gone. I can't remember much thinking too much about how much I weighed at, high, at, at primary school, but I definitely always had this feeling of not fitting in. Sure. I always felt bigger. Yeah, sure. And looking at photos, I didn't look, I wasn't like a chubby or a bigger kid, but I was taller. And I was, in a, in a sense, I was like physically bigger, but I wasn't um, chubby or anything. But I remember sitting at primary school assembly with my legs crossed beside my friend, um, and comparing, you know, the inside bit of your leg. Yeah, that's sure. a That's a key memory for me. So I know there were feelings back then of like, oh, I'm, I'm fat or, or, or whatever. And I would have But it been, wasn't something that controlled you as a, no, as a kid I think, or as a youth. No, I think it was more a general just feeling like I don't fit in. You felt what, You know, yeah, yeah. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Go to high school um, and that's when I probably started putting on quite a bit of weight. So for me, there has never been like this big event and then I put on all this weight. Um, I can't blame it on having my kids. I've just like literally steadily put on, I think I worked it out. It was, it seemed like almost five kilos a year, you know, from a certain age until I was about 30. So it was real steady progression. I just got heavier and heavier. Um, I remember one of the boys, one of the big boys, you know, when I was like third form, which is about 13, saying, Oh, guys, I'm, you know, I'm nearly 100 kilos. Like, it was a big deal. Played rugby. Guys, I'm nearly 100 kilos. And I remember at the time saying, oh, mate, I'm, I'm 103. Like, yeah, and I, yeah, like, I'm 103 <laughs> kilos. And, uh, yeah, so that's one time I remember how much I weighed wow. during high school. But, yeah, so off I went, just kind of steadily putting on weight. I ha- ended up having um, my first child when I was 19. Yeah. So that was a um, happy accident, but um, I'm <laughs> one of those things. And at, uh, I would think I was 118 kilos when I got pregnant. Three years later, I had another baby. I was 123 kilos yeah, at that point. Sure. And then it just kind of grew and grew from there. And I will add, actually, I was 118 kilos when I had my son and I was 19. Um, I was I put on 20 kilos, so I was 138 wow. when I had him, the day I had him. Yeah. Two weeks later, I was back to 118. Yeah, okay. So it's uh, that that age, it kind of, yeah, I was told at the time, like, we don't want you to put any weight on, you're really heavy. Um, because, you know, when you have your pregnancies, when you are heavier, you get, kind of get put into another category where you get checked and monitored a little bit more um, or potential, you have more potential complications. Yeah, sure. So, um Second pregnancy, I was 123 kilos, and I think I pretty much went back to that. I didn't monitor too much after that, or if I did, I can't remember. Yeah, sure. Um, 
but then from there, so I had my daughter when I was 23 and I'm 30 now. Uh, I got all the way up to 140, basically 141. Wow, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting looking back now at the photos because I just, like I knew I weighed that much, but I never thought that that's what I looked like. And I've, uh, which is real, I'm finding the whole concept a bit of a mindfuck because you're like, you know, I'm glad I didn't feel like how I feel like when I look at my photos now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not, and it's really hard because you don't want to offend people by saying, my God, look at me when I was fat or when I was 140 kilos. Look at me. I think a you lot know? of people jump in there and go, oh, oh no, you know, yeah. they, they want to play the nice card. But Yeah, but there's just something yeah. mentally, like I think I had the reverse. I think I looked a lot, I think I felt like I looked a lot better than I now see myself as. Sure. But I guess when you're looking at it, you have your own lens because you know how you felt as well. Oh, for so sure. So you're looking so, at it. I get that. I, yeah. I look back at photos. What? Okay, let's go six months ago. I'd look back at photos and go, oh, my God, I was so fat. Like, how could I let myself get to that? Yeah. Right? And then I go, oh, I'm looking good today or I'm looking okay today, socially acceptable today. Yeah. Whereas now I look back at those photos and I just go, oh, my God, I, 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 just, I just feel sad for that girl. I feel yeah. so sad that. She was so unhappy. And the way she looks, like, I just love her, but the way she looks isn't her healthiest. Uh, so yeah. I, know, I know I've taken that shift. Right? I'm no longer negative about how I look. Yeah. I just know that it's not healthy. Yeah. Um, and just really, you know, happy with where I am now. Yeah. I'm, I'm at peak health, you know, he- healthiness. Yeah. Um, but it is crazy. We're our own harshest critic. We're, oh, we're harder yeah. on ourselves than anyone could ever be harder on it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy. It mm. is. So, yeah, I... I pretty much, like, I've always been into fitness and, yeah. and health, like, uh, and I feel like, on. in my head, I just thought, it didn't look it, but, you know, we Amen. all feel that. <laughs> feel that. <laughs> so, I, you know, like, I was really active through school, played a lot of sports. I played any sport. Any sports team there was, I was on it, and I was playing. Um, and But what I, what I found was, like, I had the skills, but I never, ever had the fitness. Yeah, sure. And that was hard. And I didn't know how hard that was until now that I've actually lost some weight. So um, what happened was, like, I think about 2017. So I, I've gone through everything from, like, age 18. I have tried every diet that you could possibly have tried. I remember forking out thousands of dollars to try Shore Slim, where you go and get your, um, well, actually, my poor husband did at the time. <laughs> I was a student. He um, He covered all that stuff. And now I'm like, man, what a waste of your money. Um, you know, went and got blood tests, had to follow all these protocols, but I didn't even make it past like week one. Tried um, Weight Watchers. I tried uh, Duramine, which was horrible, horrible, absolutely horrible. Did you ever do that lemon diet? Oh, the lemon, no. I had kind of come to my, so there, there's been an evolution of the mind where I've <laughs> like, I've completely gone from, so I used to just like hate my body. I just hated it. I just used to have such negative thoughts and feelings yeah. towards it. When I was pregnant with my daughter... And I didn't know what I was having. I kept it a surprise. Um, something shifted. I, to this day, don't know what it is. Something changed. And I really flicked the, the switch that, you know what, this is your one body. It, yeah. You know, what, look at what it's given you. Yeah. And something huge changed. And I, I believe it was because of the fact that I was having a daughter. And it's something that I didn't really want to model to her was yeah. the, the hatred towards the body. So there's been a so big, impressionable, right? Oh, exactly. I had a huge kind of shift in mindset there. Um, yes, I used to get hard out into the diets. 
I never lasted. Yeah. So I've like given, and I don't even know if I ever did them properly, even for one day. Completely horrible at restrictive anything. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of got to a point where I was like, uh, about 2017, I really wanted to start really looking at my health holistically. Yeah. And there have been all these like tiny processes stacking up to kind of getting to that point. And I just, one day I just felt so low. I'd heard about a local um, wellbeing coach. She was a personal trainer, got into kind of like the functional side of medicine and learned, learning all these different new techniques and things. And I reached out to her and I just told like this bloody humongous message on Messenger. And I just said like, I've tried all of these things. Um, nothing's working for me. Like I don't know what to do. I need to try something else. So I went to her and then started this really cool journey um, looking at epi epigenetics, which is um, all about how our environment can turn on and off certain genes. Okay. And it's based off a whole lot of scientific research done over like 20 years. So you figure out what your biotype is, um, you're in an app and you get this individualized plan. And it's not just about food, it's about your environment. So some people are better in a warmer climate or a um, wow. colder climate, okay. like real interesting stuff. And it's about um, activating, deactivating the gen your genes. Real cool. Uh, loved it. Um, I couldn't follow the food though, because for me, it was like no meat. And it was also, and it's, so every month you have to do all the, you have to do the survey over and over again. And it takes a lot of information, including your, your parents' health, your, wow. your health, your measurements, because it yeah. takes a lot, figures out what your digestive tract, like what it's likely to be, if it's longer or shorter and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so I d did a whole lot of stuff in there, but I couldn't, again, restrictive eating, couldn't follow the, the plan, yeah. couldn't, at that time, I was a real hardcore meat eater, like, the, oh, if someone told me not to eat meat, I'd be uh, like, are you joking? Yeah. I had like 500 grams of it coming here today, like built on. Honestly, <laughs> I couldn't have ever considered at that time the concept of not eating meat. Yeah. Um, grew up, you know, in the country eating meat and veggies. For dinner. Yeah. Like, that was just... Staple. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I loved bacon. <laughs> so I couldn't <laughs> do it. like bacon? Yeah. So because of all my symptoms and stuff, even the vegetables that I was allowed to eat was really restricted. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I looked through all of... So, it basically says green, you know, orange, red kind of... You know, avoid the red and eat as much as you can of the green. And then there was a whole lot of stuff in between. And, yeah, I couldn't even make a meal out of the green. There wow. was hardly anything. And that was based off of my symptoms. Um, so, every month you would redo it and it would, you know, potentially change. Yeah, so I went through the whole journey with, with the wellbeing coach and a, lo a lot of that started to improve. I didn't quite get rid of my foot pain, but um, it was cool. That went and that was that was cool. I got a lot out of that and I saw her for a couple of years after that and I would just go and, um, to be honest, I felt like almost like a counselling session rather than anything once every six weeks or so. So I did that, uh, engaged with a nutrition coach. So I got a local coach to work with me. Um, I lost, like I think, a couple of kilos, but I still, in hindsight, I know I was eating too much. Yeah, sure. Um, and, yeah, that was cool. Did all of that. Still didn't really lose any weight. And then it just got to the point that um, I think I was staring 30 down the barrel. Yeah. It's 29. Yeah. I had had many co conversations before with other people about weight loss surgery 
Um, so I had sleep apnea. I got diagnosed with that in 2015. That was, um, I'd gone through this period of where I'd been self-managing. I couldn't drive more than like 30 minutes at a time. Wow. Couldn't drive at night. I would just fall asleep. Um, like I was, I was hitting, filling myself up with caffeine, not a coffee drinker at all before meetings because there were a couple of times where I nearly fell asleep in meetings. It was wow. that bad. But I'd been self-managing, hadn't even realised there was anything wrong with me until I was watching my kids in the pool at Christmas and my cousin who had sleep apnea noticed I fell asleep. And he was like, does that happen often? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's been getting quite bad actually. And I told him all these things I'd been doing and he was like, I think you have sleep apnea, you should go to the GP. And I did, I ended up going and having a, a sleep um what is it called? Sleep test. Sleep test. Yeah, yeah, down in Green Lane and yeah. stayed for the night. I had severe obstructive sleep apnea. Wow. I would stop breathing over 60 seconds at a time, wow. a horrendous amount of times in an hour. So I'd been dealing with that probably for quite a while and I didn't realise it. Um, I was about 130 kilos at that point. I think I was 128 when I first went in. And I remember talking to the... Um, to the doctor and he said oh look if you can afford it go and get weight loss surgery and I just was so offended at the time I was like why the fuck are you telling me to get weight loss surgery yeah. you cunt <laughs> like honestly I was Whoa. so like <laughs> yeah. I was just absolutely so offended yeah and then he told me and if you but if you want to lose weight every single day have one egg and one rasher of bacon for breakfast Fucking work with that. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Now it's like, oh, yeah, that's a normal breakfast. But no. Yeah, I remember him telling me that. And there was another time, like, I'd suffered with what I thought was gallbladder attacks ever since I was 13. Um, so basically what would happen, I'd get really bad pain around my gallbladder. I'd get quite gassy, gas, gassy feeling. And then it would stretch around my back. Um, it just, like, radiated pain. And, it, and like, my mum would just call the ambulance quite often. And wow. I'd just get shot up with drugs and then it will go away and it'll be fine um sometimes I'd just suffer through if I was at other people's houses um oh. I would just literally I couldn't sleep it was that painful I found out now I have a really high pain tolerance <laughs> um and I used to just suffer through because I knew that it would disappear after like six hours or so and that would happen every few months and that happened for like pretty much a, a lot of well, through my whole teenage years um and Finally, at 18, I went to the hospital and I was like, I think I just want to get my gallbladder out. I'd been really against it until then. I'd never had a major surgery or anything. Yeah, sure. And the surgeon was like, oh, look, if you could just lose some weight, it would probably stop happening. So, okay, cool. Didn't do that. He's like, you're a bit young. You know, we'll rather leave it. It took until I was about 27. I finally had had enough. It had gotten to the point where it was happening more frequently and I'd eliminated as much as I could the foods that I thought that would bring it on. But it still it still happened. Yeah, sure. And it and like it would stay sore. It would just stay so constantly sore. Like I'd just always have this pain there. So I finally was like, nah, we'll go privately through my health insurance and get it removed. Had to have the old thing down the throat to yeah, have a look. Yeah. And she decided, Oh, you think you've just got really bad heartburn. And so at that time, I was actually pretty gutted because I was like, oh, I'm so sick of this. And now you're yeah. telling me that I've got heartburn. Um, and again, at that time, she talked to me like, if you, if, if you lose weight, this will probably stop happening. Have you thought about um, 
weight loss surgery and again I was very offended yeah <laughs> and she also told me at that time that I should do the 5-2 diet so that's where you have 500 calories or less on two days I think or oh, five okay. days or something something crazy yeah like and I was like at that point I'm thinking because I'd done a lot of you know I'd gotten hard out into Dr Libby I even saw Dr Libby's one of her consultants for months like did all the blood blood chemistry tests I did all of this stuff and tried eating I eliminated gluten grains dairy um all that kind of thing just to see if it would help and then um I was hard out into like Ben Ben Warren from Be Pure I'd gone to all the seminars I'd read all the books I was really trying to go down that holistic health side um so I was like God, I'm so sick of these doctors giving advice about eating when like yeah. apparently you know they have two days worth of worth of training when they have training and I had a friend who was a nutritionist and I talked to her about it and she said yeah she was like oh look it's it's not up to them to decide that you need weight loss surgery yeah and if you're happy with you the way you are and if you don't have any health issues that you you know she's like it was really to her she was like I hate how doctors do that so I felt yeah. validated because I really just don't agree with the way that they do that as well like yeah. pushing it on people and I'd had conversations with friends who struggle with their weight as well. And we'd talked about it. You know, would you do it? Well, no, no, no. Well, you know, knew a few people who'd had it done. And I used to always, and I really was one of those people that thought like, no, it's the easy way out. And I also had this excuse in my head that no, when people get that surgery, they look really hollow. Their faces look hollow and their necks are really like jiggly and like, I don't want to look like that. They all have this look. I remember, <laughs> I'm like, here we are now. Um, <laughs> Wait, is my neck too? <laughs> Wait, I'm like, you know, my face? <laughs> they all have this real hollow face, like motioning to Emma. <laughs> but I think... Um, yeah, so I... I just like, I, and I'm just going to step in real quick here. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, if I can just say, you, you should be so proud. Like, you know, throughout all these years, you mm -hmm. knew you knew that there was something. You knew, you knew obviously, you had sleep apnea and you had a couple of things, whether, whether mm. it was heartburn or, or gallbladder. Like, there, was, there were issues there. You yeah. knew that you were overweight you knew that it was affecting you. You knew you wanted something different um, mm. for your daughter to, to see and to, you know, be a role model too. And I just want to, like, I guess acknowledge that you you really, you, you, you you've, you've gone down, down so many routes, but yeah. you went down so many paths <laughs> and you tried. This is not through lack of trying. You have not gone, oh, there's an issue and I'm going to go and have weight loss surgery. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to go get this quick fix. You know, which yeah. is what a lot of people think it is with yeah. the whole easy way out and quick fix. You've really gone and you've tried to go down other routes and, and do this on your own. And, you know, and it's not about going, all right, I, I'm putting my hands up and I'm surrendering because I can't do it on my own. It's going, mm. I just need a little bit of extra help here. And, and, and yeah. I need this tool uh, in my life to help me. Yeah. Um, so but I know you're not finished and, and yeah. there's still more to go, but at this point in time, I just really wanted to say, you know, like, yeah, I, I hear you and I acknowledge mm. you and I'm actually really proud of you. Like, you've, you've, this has always obviously been a really important thing for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I, and it's really interesting because um, I kind of had this big insight yesterday and I'll talk a lot, little bit about more about how it's, how my perspective of the things that I used to do have changed. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I got to the time, I'm like 27, the surgeon's like, no, sorry, 
we can't help you. And I was just like, cool, I'm just going to be in pain forever. This is great. Um, Anyway, fast forward a couple of years. I knew a little, at one point I'd asked my GP for some information about, um, about surgery. And she'd printed out a whole lot of stuff, you know, on the printer at, at the doctors. And I'd taken it and read like two things. And it was like, yeah, these are complications. And I was like, binned it. And I was like, nope, not going down that route. Yeah. I, I had this notion in my head that I, I must have had tried absolutely fucking everything I could. Yeah. But not even that, that I had to have tried 100%. Yeah. And in, and I didn't feel like I'd ever really given anything a full go. I hadn't lasted more than a week. I hadn't whatever. And I didn't feel like I had been good enough and that, okay, no, you haven't given yourself a good enough chance, so you can't even consider weight loss surgery. So then I, you know, I found out a little, I knew kind of the ballpark figures of the cost. And I was like, well, you don't have that money. I'd look, I'd found out, you know, um, it's different for different areas, but I knew locally, like my, my GP had said, oh, well, I couldn't even refer you. The DHB yeah. doesn't allow public oh, referrals. They like, do. They they will do like two or three a year, but wow. you basically have to be dying. Yeah. Okay, and sure. she's like, you've got sleep apnea. That's it. Yeah. That's not good enough. What they're looking for is like what sleep apnea. Oh, like literally, you know, like death's bed. Yeah, okay, like sure. you have to get the surgery or you will die. That's wow. kind of you know that's what I was told, and I've been, I've heard that from a few other people up here who've tried to go get referred. They won't even refer you anymore. Wow. So. Um, I was like, okay, cool. It wasn't until I had a conversation with my friend who um, had started thinking about maybe getting the surgery. Her and I had been in the same boat. We were always, you know, doing something. We were always trying to lose weight, both of us. And she said, you know, I've heard that people are getting their KiwiSaver out. And this was last year, so 2019, in about March or April, she told me this. And I was like, okay. And I kind of just sat with it. And I was like, my, I did have a thought like, oh, I've got enough money in my KiwiSaver. I wonder if I should. Months months go by. It had kind of been ticking away in the back of my head. Mm. Um, I had a friend who was working with the Auckland Hospital bariatric team. They were so usually when you do, um, you know, go through the public system, you get your, your dietitian and your psychologist and your surgeon. They were trialing, I think, for a year having an exercise physiologist in there. Okay, um, and you know, we were really close. She's literally my oldest friend. So every now and again, I, and she knew, she had known all of my struggles, yeah. like going through everything. I'd asked her a lot of questions. She's really knowledgeable. Um, and, you know, I have, I had, I'm a, I love to write. So I've I had made Facebook pages at times. I remember I found one the other day and it's Lion Loses Her Marbles and hopefully some KGs. And oh, I'd invited people to it. Like Classic. there was about, honestly, I was reading some of the posts. It's worthy of an episode, <laughs> like going through all these things that Lion's ever written. Um, I'd started a few different blogs. I'd tried to motivate myself by writing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I reached out to her and, and actually the burning question that I had was because um, because of my build, I've always been quite strong mm. um, and I was like, how do I keep my muscle? Like yeah. if I get surgery, will I lose all my muscle? And she was like, well, you can't actually control it. And she's like, that's why protein is so important in the first year. So I started just asking her a few things. And then when I really got started to get serious about it, um, she said, I said, you know, do you recommend any surgeons? And she said, well, this is these are the surgeons that I work with and they're all great. 
So any of these people. So I ended up, um, we were going down to Topor for a work thing. Uh, a whole lot of people from my work enter the Topor Ultra Marathon every year. And um, I was going down to do the filming. So I, I had gone, my husband usually does it and I'll go and do the filming. I'm quite big into making videos. So we were, and I just actually got this <laughs> techie, really amazing new flash camera there <laughs> and a whole set of equipment and stuff. So I was really excited. But on the way down, I, I talked to my husband seriously about like, I think I want to do this. Yeah. Or at least see whether or not I'll get approved for KiwiSaver. So on the drive from Whangarei to Topol, it was about six or seven hours, I fucking learned everything I could about weight loss surgery in that time. Wow. I read everything there was to read um, around New Zealand weight loss surgery, which there isn't much online. Um, I found some really cool. I was looking for like a blog. I was looking for somebody's real life experience. Yeah, this, um, like this. <laughs> oh, just like Hi. this. And I ended up on the Auckland Weight Loss Surgery website. Yeah, amazing content on there. Yeah, I, really helpful. Oh, I send anyone who asks me any questions. I say go and check out their website. Yeah, the videos that they've shot, really short videos, Q and A's, what to expect from friends and family, all that kind of stuff. Great. And I decided from that that I really liked this particular surgeon. It was, um, uh, I always get him a Grant Beban, but I always, sometimes I say Grant Barber because Richard Barber was there as well. Okay. <laughs> um, I decided not to go to him because I thought he was way too good looking. And I was like, I don't want to have to look that guy in the eye. I can't um, even with you. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I was like, no, because I have watched every episode of The Big Ward. I've watched... Just as many episodes of My 600 Pound Life, like, I was like, no way could I actually be in the same room as Dr. Richard Barber. <laughs> so, there much. was, I did actually see him in the set, in the, yeah, when I went in for my first appointment. Well, I did. just wink at him? And my husband yeah. was like, is that your surgeon? And I was like, no, I couldn't go with him. I can't look him in the eye. And he's like, he's the guy off the big ward. And I was like, exactly. I couldn't do it. It's too much. Anyway, anyway, so... I went down um, for my appointment. I think, was I by my... No, my husband came with me. Sorry, so who did you go with? Like, I went with Grant Beban oh, at yeah, Auckland okay, Weight Loss Surgery. So while I was in Taupo... Oh, Taupo, sorry. Taupo. I was mm -hmm. trying to keep that Thank one up. While I was in Taupo, yeah. I got my appointment with surgeon four weeks later. Um, I'd applied to have my KiwiSaver withdrawn to see what would happen there. And I'd also um, applied for pre-approval with Southern Cross because I'd been with them for over three years and they'll subsidise seven and a half grand. That's right, yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, I was like so nervous and I was really worried about what are people going to think. And this yeah. is going to be a whole episode for us to talk we about. We will do an episode on yeah. um, people, like friends, families, oh, colleagues, reactions, perceptions yeah. of... Yeah. 100%, like what, what, what we face. Mm. And... Um, but for me, I'm like real big at lean into the uncomfort. Like if you feel uncomfortable, fucking run towards it. Feel You're the fear. Growling. Like that. Yeah. I remember writing a post a few weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like in your in your yeah, darkest moments and your most uncomfortable states, and that's where you grow. That's when you grow exactly. Yeah. So that's I had this mantra: feel the fear and do it anyway. And I was like oh, the you can biggest. Oh, like Nike. Yeah, yes. Feel the fear. Feel the that's fear your name. and do it anyway. Feel the fear yes, and do it anyway. I love it. The episode has been named. It has been named. It always <laughs> this 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 is how we do things. It shall reveal itself. Yeah. And so the 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 
two people that I was actually most afraid to tell were my um, brother and sister. Wow. I'm one of seven, um, but yeah, we have we've all got the same dad, and and dad had had a previous marriage, and then um, three more kids, and then us younger three. Okay, a lot. Sure. Uh, we're a lot younger, I think. Well. If you're listening, not that much younger, but um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so my cl- the ones that I grew up with um, day in, day out, I knew shit, they're going to have something to say about this. Yeah, okay. So I was like, okay, I'll tell them first. So I put it into our group chat and I said, I'm thinking about getting weight loss surgery, I'm seriously considering this. And my sister also who has struggled with her weight for a long, for, you know, as we we're growing up, but she's a lot taller than me and I know, it, you know, it's not a justification, but she definitely holds it a lot better than me. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, she's got she's got a nice shape yeah. for somebody with a bigger body, whereas, like, I just had the, like, blob-sized shape. <laughs> Still yeah. kind of do. But she um, she goes, don't do it. You can do it yourself. Yeah. And I was like, no. Really she, common reaction. Oh, well, yeah. she worked somewhere or had, you know, she just knew of people who had been able to get surgery publicly funded and then went straight back on to having fast food, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Oh, so wow. that was her kind of, and I just said, look, you know what I feel? I feel like right now I'm in a place where I can maintain my weight, but I cannot fucking lose it. Yeah. And I don't know what else to try. And, and we've heard that you've, you've tried oh. it all, right? And honestly, I've forgotten half of the stuff that I've done. I've spent so much money on trying to lose weight. It's yeah, just sure. been fucking ridiculous. And then, yeah, so it was this, what led up to that thing really seriously considering the surgery was the CPAP machine. Yeah. Sleeping with a CPAP machine and a mask. And like, some people don't use it all the time. I was a religious user because I'd been scared by somebody who told me that it could have, if you don't use your CPAP um, properly, you can end up with heart problems. Wow. There was no way I wasn't going to use that baby. I, she came with me on bloody um, <laughs> sleepovers, like, uh, you know, sleepovers, you know. Oh, cool. Girls trips. Girls trips, like, wherever I went, I travelled a lot for work. Um, so on the plane she comes, all this kind of stuff. I called it my Bane mask. And I... <laughs> Like, all my friends got used to it. Everybody knew I had it. I had, I went on a trip to Samoa for a, a rugby trip. I was getting room with two people I did not know. I had to freaking take my machine. Yeah. Because if I didn't have it, I snored like a fucking trooper. Yeah. So it was either snore like that and keep everyone awake or just take the fucking hit and be a bit embarrassed by your machine. Nobody ever made me feel shit about it. Yeah. But, you know, you just don't know what it's like when you can't roll over and go to sleep. Yeah. Fuck. So also... I was lucky I already, you know, was married. I don't know how anyone single, like, it would have to be a tap and run. You could not. Oh, my God. We're going to Yes. You couldn't just, like, be like, oh, here's my CPAP machine. Let me set it up. And if you didn't use it, you'd snore heaps. So what do you do? Lie there awake? Like, I have thought, gosh, I feel for people who are single. I feel like you're a real overthinker. I am 100%. Definitely. That's a theme of my life. So, yes. Anyway, I was going to bed every night absolutely fucking hating my CPAP machine. Hating putting it on. Hating my mask. I was getting permanent fucking marks on my face. Yeah. Where people would be like, oh... What's that? You know, you got a bit of a red, red. It was basically like a triangle over my nose and wow. down under my mouth. 
Um, and yeah, it was horrible. I hated it. I hated it every night. But also on top of that, every night I go to bed and I feel like a failure because I was like, bitch, if you just lost weight, maybe you wouldn't have to use this. Yeah. And so I go to bed and then I go, oh, fuck, that's right. I was going to try and be good today. Oh shit, I didn't do it. Yeah. Like, and it was just this constant reminder of how I remember much. that, like, going, is it's been a good food day or a bad food day? Yeah. Oh, don't worry, because I'll start again tomorrow. I'll start yeah. again on Monday. Oh, exactly. But yeah. actually having this fucking reminder yeah. that you Every stop night. breathing when you sleep because you're so overweight. And at the time, the worst part was, I didn't know if losing weight was going to fix that for me because yeah. for a lot of people, it's not. And with a, the Pacific Island Maori bone structure, um, there aren't any other options like sometimes they can do surgery and try and help but it doesn't work when you have what they call a flat face <laughs> so um yeah so yeah so I was always really scared that I might are you on the machine now Is I'm it... not on the machine now oh. thank fuck so yeah I haven't been on the CPAP machine since we haven't had any sleepovers yeah no, no slumber parties know. so I don't I can know. yeah but I could just come to your house and just fall asleep now and it would be okay wow. you know I couldn't do that though? before I don't even snore wow I'm fucking silent yeah. it's crazy so yeah so anyway told my brother and sister rip that band-aid off yeah I still I Is can your feel supportive? <laughs> funnily enough he didn't comment at all um, and it wasn't until, Standard. so, so I'll get to that actually. So I, I went and, I went and had, um, my consultation with the surgeon, nervous as fuck. Yeah. Never been so nervous sitting yeah, sure. there. You know, you're basically going and admitting I'm super fat. I need help. I need you to help me lose weight. Yeah. I picked, um, Grant because I thought he looked funny on the videos and he was fucking hoot and I loved it. And he also looked again, no offense if you listen to this, a bit chubby. I was oh, like, okay. this guy's not going to judge me because he's not as skinny as he could be. <laughs> that was literally... And I swear, he's the funniest dude. If we and don't post this video right now, <laughs> my face is in my hands. I'm going... We're going hey, we're Grant. everything. Hey, Grant. Yeah. Thank you for hey, your service. If, <laughs> if, uh, if you decide to go with Grant because of me, please let me know. I might get a kickback. <laughs> let him know it was me. No. Can I get a refund? Yeah, but oh, he was hilarious. And I went in and I kind of like stated my case. You know, I felt like... And I, he really listened. And I felt like he really listened to my story and where I'd come from. And he knew I was like... So the two things going into surgery for me were the decisions to get them. One... Getting being able to sleep unaided, yeah. no CPAP. Yeah. Two, being able to get fitter um, in sports. I was over it. I've been playing rugby for the year. Didn't matter what I did, I just couldn't crack to that ne next yeah. fitness level. Sure. Um, and I knew I was fitter than I had ever been, but I still could not get any fitter than I was. And I was yeah. playing prop, prop. Um, yeah, it was it was shit as. <laughs> I so just found a piece of chocolate on the couch oh. and ate it. <laughs> No, that's my life. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, he goes, well, look, I can fit you in in, like, January, February. I was going to Bali for my 30th at the end of January, and I was like, oh, I don't want to go to Bali three weeks after surgery. That yeah. sounds like I'm fucking asking for shit to happen to me or go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, how soon do you want to do it then? Like, are you in a rush? And my husband goes, she wants it as soon as she can get it. And he wasn't saying that because he thought I needed it, but he knew that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and he goes, well, look, I could fit you in in four weeks. Damn. He's like, you'll have to start OptiFast tomorrow. Oh, no, sorry, this was a Thursday. You have to start OptiFast on Monday. I said, fucking sign me up. Pencil yeah. me in. At this point, I actually hadn't even secured my KiwiSaver out, but 
I was so far down the rabbit hole. You were hole. doing it no matter what. Yeah, there yeah. Was, I was like, I'll just make this shit happen. Um, yeah, so then had surgery. I started telling people. Uh, I remember telling my boss at the time, and she was like, but I thought you were, no, she's lovely, absolutely love her. I thought that you were happy, you know, yeah. and that was kind of the things that came out, and I'll leave all of this in, for our other episode, because. I, I, I always got that. Yeah. You're so pretty, oh, you know, um, if you could just do something with your body, but you're so yeah. pretty. Stats-wise, I started at 140.8, Yeah. Um, and I'm t- sitting at 98 exactly at the moment. Wow. Um, my body fat percentage and stuff, like, so I, I went and had a Fit3D scan when I started pre-op. Okay. And then I had one uh, 20 kilos lost, and yep. then I had one at 17 kgs lost. And I haven't, I was, it took me ages to get to the, tw- I was trying to do every 20, but it took me so long to get to the 20. I got too impatient and I did one at 17. Uh, really, like at, at, at that mark, I um, had managed to only lose about, I think it's like five kilos of, um, of muscle mass, which yeah. was which was a really good result because yeah. that was, that was so. Uh, I'm really it interested. It's really important in, to you to keep it right. Yeah, as much um, strength as I can. That's really what I'm wanting. Um, so yeah, it's been. I don't want to say easy because I think I've just done a whole lot of work. Um, I've had a smooth ride. I haven't had any complications. Surgery yeah. went fine. Um, so good. I felt like shit for six days. Became human Standard. again on day seven. Yeah. And, yeah, I haven't thrown up. I haven't Oh, you're any. so lucky. Like, there was a couple of times where I swallowed. Um, I'd forgotten to take my vitamins, and I swallowed them too quickly after I ate. That, like, the water kind of, I spat the water out, but I, it wasn't spewing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I haven't spewed. Like, I um, haven't lost really much weight since the six-month mark. So there's been a little bit of stuff going on there for me, so... Um, okay. I don't have a goal at this point of where I'm trying to get to in terms of my goals. I have already achieved what I set out to with getting rid of the CPAP and yeah, and stuff. that's probably it's amazing. It's an amazing goal. Yeah, and that so six weeks out, I went and had a retest because I'd lost twenty kilos, and um, or I brought one home, brought a home to test it out. And, um, yeah, they were like, yeah, you're, you're discharged from a sleep service. Wow. But it's like you, you just forget so quickly what it was like. Yeah. And um, I kind of liken it to back in the day when we could only put 20 bucks at a time in the car. Yeah. And then yeah, one, yeah. you know, one day you finally you can, like, fill your car up. And it's not really a problem thinking about gas anymore because you just know, like, yeah, I fill it up every, you know, week or two, whatever. You forget what it was like to be running off 20 dollars yeah. a petrol at a time or ten dollars a petrol at a time so i kind of liken it to that i have completely forgotten how should it was to have a cpap machine until i really think about it again yeah um yeah but that's been great my fitness like um i wrote i've written about it before but uh for rugby there's a test that we do called a bronco and it's a shuttle test you do five shuttles all up it's like 1.25 k's um last year the fastest i could do it was 10 minutes 50 and then um, post-op at the beginning of six weeks they said you can start running so on the six week mark I'd been walking up until then the day it was Glad six you weeks push boundaries. yeah I, I went <laughs> <laughs> I went and ran a bronco and I was like whatever happens because I hadn't been exercising properly for you know that yeah, time, time. Uh, I was like whatever happens I'm not going over 10 minutes 58 
I'd lost 20 kilos by this point. So I ran it. Number one, I didn't stop running the whole time. Yeah. Never happened to me before. That was a, that so was the first good. time I ever ran 1.25 k's nonstop. Um, I didn't look at my watch the whole time. And then when I finally looked at it at the end, it was like seven minutes, wow. 42, I think. And I was like, I can still feel like that was probably one of the biggest milestones for me so far. Such a, I actually just got like a little bit like, yeah. you know, I just, just when you, a little bit of goosebumps, like when you achieve, like when you achieve uh, the non-scale victory. Yeah. And, and we each talked about this at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Um, you know, you can set yourself initial goals. Yep. But goals change. Life uh, keeps happening. Um, things evolve. You, yeah. You have to move all the times. A goal that you set yourself prior to your surgery is not. Oh, so I love, no. I love, like from your from your story, I love. Oh, I'm just going to recap over what I've loved this whole story. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. I love that you've tried everything. I love that you have explored everything. That surgery, it's 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 proof that surgery is not the easy way out. It is it's it is sometimes it just is the last resort. Mm. And sometimes our bodies just need this tool. Um, we just need a little bit of extra help, and that is okay. It's okay yeah. for help. Um, I love the fact that you've you set yourself some weight loss goals, um, but really your biggest achievements and your biggest milestones have been saying goodbye to your CPAP machine yeah. for your sleep apnea. You're not you're you're, you're discharged from the sleep doctors. Yeah. Um, it's being able to run the shuttle six weeks out from surgery. Mm. Um, Run this bronco test. Yeah, um, three minutes shorter than previous. Yeah, you know, to having to having weight loss surgery. It doesn't always come down. And and if you're listening to this episode, you're likely to have listened to my episode um, last week. Yeah, where I hate stats and I hate talking yeah. about it. And this is just this is just proof that it's not about the numbers on the on the scales. Oh, exactly. You, you can't set yourself. That cannot be your only goal on nah. this journey. There has to be other things. And um, yeah. this is just um, eye opening um, to others that you know potentially going into this solely to see those scales shift. Like there are yeah. other positives out of this. And when it comes to a health, from a health perspective, mm. we're talking sleep apnea. Yeah. People die from that. That is so serious. Um, yeah. and, you've, and it's gone. It's, it's been shaken. That's yeah. amazing. It's Congratulations. Been, thank you. It's been so amazing. Like, um, and you know, when you are one of those people who I've, I've seen somebody talk about it before in another podcast with somebody that, you know, there's two of them, one steadily put on weight and kind of always been bigger and the other one put on weight after it, you know, kids or whatever and got to a certain weight and couldn't shift it. Yeah. But like when you literally have pretty much gone through your whole life knowing that you need to lose weight or lose fat and never being able to do it, when you actually finally start to see the scales go down, it's really fucking surreal because you're like, yeah, holy fuck my body can lose weight because I didn't know if this could actually happen. And, um, yeah, I think I'll wrap up, but the couple of insights that I've had in the last couple of days, I've been going to this Chinese medicine man to get some help with some injuries that I've been having. And, again, I've gone to, like, 10 different bloody people. Can we just touch the fact that these kids keep interrupting us and that we are parents and they're just coming in and and, and busting up our little podcast here (laughs) is because your husband's currently at this. Yes, he is. um, I've made an appointment for him at the Chinese Medicine Man at the wrong time, but I couldn't get it moved. He's there now. He's there right now. It's his first time. I told him to go with comfortable clothes and an open mind. So we'll see what happens when he gets (laughs) back. And wear your sandals, Lyle. Yes, wear your sandals. Um, but yeah, I had a really big insight there yesterday and he said that, um, grace shows up when she wants to, that's what he said. 
And what he means that, he's talking about the fact that some people, uh, like myself, I tried so many different things mm. and I always thought of it as these things that I tried and failed or tried and didn't work. Yeah, well. But actually, he's like, sometimes you do all of this work and then it just takes this one little thing and that's when grace shows up yeah. and things change. It really shifted my perspective because it's made me realise all of the work that I did, all of the stuff that I did before this, where I once thought was, uh, you know, I tried and failed, I tried and failed, I tried and failed. This is all led up to here. Yeah. And I and I used to think that, um, yes, surgery is tall, but it wasn't until yesterday that I was like, maybe this is just a grace showing up. Yeah. Maybe 100%. all of this work I've done got me here because I definitely have been in a, men a better mental state. Yeah. And I think um, this is a whole episode in itself, but I yeah. feel like... Um, the way we handle things and our mentality really plays a huge part in our success after weight loss surgery. Yeah. And yeah, how good. I love that. Yeah. And so, I, so even true. when I went through weight loss surgery, I engaged with an emotional therapist. I work with her um, holistic. I learned about oils. I, yeah, I wow. still use like um, emotional freedom technique tapping. I do a whole lot of stuff. Um, and that's all the things that I think have helped me get through yeah. on what I would say is a smooth kind of ride. But um, I just, yeah, I just think there's something to do with the mentality. And I just think there really is something to do with Grace showing up yeah. when she wants to. Yeah. And, you know, constantly just trying to work at improving yourself and being better. It doesn't matter if you need to lose weight or not. Something that's at some point, things are going to change for you. Yes. And whether or not, like this guy I went to yesterday, he said, he goes, you know, sometimes I get to witness miracles in this room. Wow. But I can't take credit for them because there's been work that's been done before people step in here. Yeah. This was just that point where Grace decided to turn up. Wow. So, How yeah, good. really cool. I'm like, um, I, you know, people talk about having regrets when they have surgery or moments when they think, you know, what the fuck have I done to myself? Yeah. I haven't true. had it once. Just like not once. I, I'll talk about it, at, you know, other times, but I've struggled with, still struggled with, wanting to eat things when yeah. when I'm not hungry. I'm still, all of that, all... Ugh. Yeah, it's so yeah. normal. Literally surgery to me, oh, 100%, <laughs> has just given me a period of time yeah. where I can focus on building good habits yeah. and just really focusing on my mind and getting yeah. all of that working well. Um, and again, it's given me the opportunity to lose weight. I've never lost weight before. I've never weighed this much. Like, I literally would have been 11 under 10 when I probably weighed this much before wow um and yeah and it, it really forces you to think differently like mm. you know I'm stuck right now in this period of like okay um I felt like I was really in a standstill because I was like I've always thought I was going to be like a size 14 16 whenever I did try to lose weight before it was too hard too big to try and imagine being smaller than that. Yeah. Because it was such a big, you know, I was like a size 24, 26. Yeah, sure. Um, so I finally got to this point and then I stagnated because I'm like, fuck, I can't even visualize myself any. I've never thought that I could ever be, be this small, and it's smaller this, than this yeah. or a different size, you know, smaller size. But then I battle my, my rational brain because I'm like, well, mate, you've met all your goals. You yeah. feel great. Yeah. You, you've, you're fitter. You can do all this stuff. So why is it that you think you need to get smaller? Or why yeah. is it that you think you need to lose more weight? And, and, and yeah, why, so it's quite is, confronting. I, I know we have weight loss surgery to lose weight. And so 
weight loss is a very visual thing. And we, yeah. Again, we talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah. It is very visual. It is very outward, you know, yeah. view. But I just think it's um, there comes a point in everyone's journey where it just has to stop being about weight. Yeah. And and it's almost like yeah, it's called weight loss surgery, but it should just be as life changing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the evolution of the surgery. mind body experience. Yeah, like, yeah. because it, it, it there comes a time, right? And, and yeah. you'd agree that it's like. Whether I get small at this point or not, like yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. anymore. And like I said, yeah. day, right? I've put on weight, but I've actually gotten smaller. So I know yeah. that I've built muscle. I've gotten I've gotten heavier because of my muscle um, growth. Yeah, and I've lost more fat. Yeah. Um. So I I've dropped a, a clothing size while putting on weight. Yeah. Most people would go, oh, I've put on weight, and that, yeah. that's going to be it's a mind fact for me. And they just I, have that number. I'm real negative, and, and I'm yeah. seeing the cigars go up. Oh my god, I'm going to get back into old habits. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, yes, yeah. I would like to see that go up by another six, seven kilos. Yeah. Because I know it's going to be muscle, and, it, and it's, yeah. it's changing your thought process and everything, right? Like oh, it's going completely. We're beyond, we're beyond weight loss now. Yeah. I don't care whether I lose weight, or I lose more weight, or I don't lose more weight. I at this point it's 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 overcoming other non-scale victories. Oh, it's becoming exactly. um, setting other goals for myself. Yeah, you know, and you don't realize just how important that is actually right from the beginning of surgery until you yeah. you've been through it. Like you get caught up in this whirlwind of like I must lose weight and I see other people losing weight and I should be losing this many. Like I saw somebody post yesterday. Um, and no offense if you're listening, I can't remember who it was, and it was like, I've only lost 2.3 kilos, and I'm really disappointed in the first week, and it's just like, that's such an achievement. I just, but yeah. I just hate seeing numbers so tied up and the way people feel. And but I've been there. Yeah, and I, I was there too. So yeah, I, I have yeah, to. I, I have to it. say yes. I hate the stats side of things. I yeah. hate the number. But my God, was I caught up in that world? Oh, and I think man. it's very normal. Yeah. Because at first, like you said before. You can't imagine yourself being small. Yeah. I knew I was having weight loss surgery, but I still didn't believe I was going to be the size I am now. Yeah. And it's just happened and it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, oh. look at me go. Like, this is exciting. This is great. Yeah. But, yeah, I was that person that was caught up in the stats. And it's only since I'm going, it doesn't matter anymore because the other non-scale victory, the other yeah. goals that I'm achieving, um, and sometimes I'm not even setting the goals, they're happening and I'm going, ha. Yeah. Shit, yeah. yeah. I just did this, and now my goal is to better it. And, and and I'm creating goals as I go. I'm creating these things as I go. Um, but I was caught up in that in that scale. Yeah. I think you've, you've so got to get out of it. Easy, you've yeah. got to get out oh. of it. And, and um, but otherwise it consumes you. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think I think it, if there's something emotionally that you know, if weighing yourself makes you feel like shit, don't do it. Yeah. Um, Step I, away from it. Yeah. I, I just love the way I feel in clothing now. Exactly. And you know, it's... I can't yeah. encourage anyone more to go and get these Fit 3D scans. They're so confronting when you first get them, but holy fucking shit, do they open <laughs> your eyes up to how much your body changes. Like, in my first 20 kilo one versus the next 17 kilos, I had so much more actual change in my body shape well, than what I looked like with the you know the lesser amount of kgs yeah so you just i just think i'm yeah so right now i'm in the space of being quite confronted with okay well what are my goals what do i want to look like what do i want to feel like now yeah um, i do want to lose more fat i want to get my i definitely want my body fat percentage to decrease and there's a few different reasons for that for me i really would like to be able to perform better in sports and i know yep. that's going to help um like I, I have goals to want to like run certain distances and certain yeah, times. I and I know if I lost it, you know, some more fat, that would help. But 
um, I also have to acknowledge that yes, I feel a lot better than I did at 140 kilos, but I'm still 98 kilos. And you know what? Imagine if I manage to get down to 80 kilos or whatever, maybe I'm going to even feel double yeah. as better as I do now. Yeah. So I think, yeah, fuck, I feel great. But I was talking to a friend who said, man, you know, I've put on seven kilos and God, I just felt so much better when I was at this, you know, other weight. And I was like, oh shit. So maybe if I did lose a bit more, maybe there is more better to feel. I feel way better than I used to, but maybe I can, pr- can improve my health a little yeah. bit more. So there's, yeah, there's a whole lot of shit that's going on, but I've really... We roll really, with the punches, right? We, we roll with the punches. Um, and we've got a lot more story to share, but um, really need to wrap up because this has gone on. I'm going to have to edit a little bit of this out because it's so freaking long, but you know what? You get what you pay for and this is free and this is what you get. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't listen. Yes, if you don't like it, don't listen. Exactly. So I guess... Thank you, I'm everyone, yeah. for your feedback across the last week. We want to hear from you. Anyway, uh, yeah. I think we, we end on our signature line. Yeah. Started from the bottom. Now, now we're, we're here. here.